Tonight is going to be a special broadcast for the New Jersey Devils, and I have one of the broadcasters here to basically speak on tonight's game. What do I mean by that? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kalachaki, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I am finally back home, guys. I am back from Las Vegas, Nevada. I am back from Sin City. Ate at some cool restaurants, saw some cool facilities, saw the nightlife there in Vegas. It was overall a great vacation. It was a great atmosphere. First time being out west. Wasn't used to the three-hour time delay. But ultimately, like I said, great vacation, something I'll definitely do again. So for any of my uh, listeners who live in Vegas, viva Las Vegas, as Elvis once said. So like I said, it was a great vacation, but I am glad to finally be back and talk about the New Jersey Devils once again. So uh, a lot has happened for the New Jersey Devils. For one, they came out victorious against the St. Louis Blues in their last matchup, winning 3-2 in OT. Dougie Hamilton was able to get the game-winning goal, and uh, Ty Smith was also able to generate a goal. But ultimately, the Devils almost blew that game because they gave up two goals in period number three. Uh, I I was just like, okay, when it goes to OT, I'll be happy if they get the point because, you know, we'll take any point that we could potentially get. And the Devils were able to win it and get the full two points. So ultimately, it wasn't the perfect game, but it was still an exciting and entertaining game to watch. And like I said, guys, Dougie Hamilton certainly makes our team better. Now, like I said, there's been a lot going on with the Devils organization. And I told you guys a few weeks ago that the trade deadline will be here before we know it. And we're just like a, a week and a half away from seeing which players are on borrowed time and which players are going to find a new home. And we're just hearing the rumors start to scramble even more. Uh, we've been hearing Pavel Zaka. We've been hearing P.K. Subban. We've been hearing a lot of rumblings in the Devils organization, primarily linked to the Vancouver Canucks, whether it's for Connor Garland, Brock Besser, or even Quinn Hughes, which I think is very far-fetched. But ultimately, the Devils have been linked to those types of players out in Vancouver. We'll see what happens. But ultimately, the one thing I want to talk about briefly, and I'm going to talk about this very briefly, like I said, just because uh, I want to save this for a full-fledged episode, but Tom Fitzgerald had a tough conversation with P.K. Subban, and he informed them that they will not resign him come the end of the year. So uh, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow for Subban because, you know, going from a Norris Trophy winner, being on the cover of Shell, the video game franchise, and also just being a great role model in the sport of hockey and just being a recognizable figure in the hockey world to and also competing in the Stanley Cup Finals at one point to now not being wanted by a bottom-tier team. Like I said, that's definitely got to be a bitter pill to swallow just because, like I said, just going from all that to now just basically not being wanted by the New Jersey Devils. Even though, like I said, guys, I'm one of the more optimistic Devils fans out there. I'm usually very uh, happy and go lucky about how we approach a game or how I feel about our players or how a season is going. But, but, you know, I, I, I can't deny the facts. The Devils have not been good this year. They haven't been good the last few years and now... P.K. Subban has now been informed that even the Devils don't want him. So uh, the one thing I have to say about P.K. Subban, and like I said, I'll keep this very brief, but I, I, I think for the thing for P.K. Subban was that I was willing to bring him back just for a much cheaper deal. 
because let's face it, his contract is very expensive and we've been trying to get rid of him for a couple years now. We tried exposing him in the expansion draft. Sal Kraken didn't take him. We uh, tried trading him away a couple years ago. No teams really want to take on that big contract with a declining production from P.K. Subban. He's gotten better the last couple years, but, you know, uh, his best with the Devils right now is certainly a far cry from what he was able to do during his Montreal Canadiens days or his Nashville Predators days. So ultimately, like I said, um, I'm, I'm sure Tom Fitzgerald, when he said that was a tough conversation to have, it's just because I'm sure that puts a damper on P.K. Subban's confidence and definitely just leaves the question like what team wants him because uh, I do want PK Subban to come back to the devil's organization just on a cheaper deal because like I said former Norris trophy winner and he's a great leader in our locker room based on what I've heard so just having that presence for a young team I feel like that could be beneficial for the New Jersey Devils organization but I guess they're just trying to cut dead weight and ultimately PK Subban just wasn't in their future plans that happens it's a business but um, that, that, that's where we stand with PK Subban right now. Like I said, I'll talk more about that in a future episode. I'll give you guys my overall opinion and I'll tell you whether or not I agree with the decision from Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, but ultimately I think n- nobody's going to miss PK Subban all that much, but, um, he's gotten better over the last couple of years. That's something you can't deny, but, uh, his improvement and his slight, uh, trajectory on the upward, uh, hill, uh, of being on the devil's organization like I said, far cry from what he was able to do during his Montreal Canadiens days and also his National Predators days. But that's just how uh, the game works. And unfortunately, P.K. Subban hasn't really adjusted his game to the modern NHL or the direction that it is heading. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode. But for today's episode, let's talk about something a little more optimistic. So let's talk about today's game for the New Jersey Devils as they take on the Colorado Avalanche. Can't wait to talk to my boy, Alan Cosman, who also runs the Ryan Gray social media page and just basically give his um, overall uh, takes after the game because uh, Ryan Graves uh, used to play for the Colorado Avalanche and Alan Cosman runs the fan page. So this is going to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to uh, that conversation. But ultimately, guys, here's something I want to focus on. So the Devils tweeted this out uh, earlier today at the time of recording. They said, for the first time in our franchise history, we will have an all-female digital broadcast. Kelly Schultz will have the play-by-play call, and Erica Ayala will serve as color commentator on the Devils Hockey Network, and they released the, the the press release. So I'm really looking forward to that. If that name, Erica Ayala, sounds familiar, is that she is the host of Locked on Kraken. She's been on this show before. She's given her opinions on the Seattle Kraken. We talked about the expansion draft. We talked about uh, our uh, Game 2 rivalry. And uh, we I talked about my experience with Everett Fitzhugh, the, the play-by-play announcer for the Seattle Kraken's radio feed. So Erica Ayala has been everywhere. She's uh, worked for the WNBA. She works for the PHF for ESPN+. Plus. She's just basically a great voice and a great advocate in the sport of hockey, and I am really happy to see my colleague uh, get that chance to call a hockey game in the NHL. That's definitely going to be really cool, and I'm definitely going to be listening. So for the first time ever, I am going to be listening to the New Jersey Devils. I will not be watching them on TV because like, I want to support Erica Ayala. And uh, as soon as that news broke, I reached out to Erica and I was like, Hey, I want to do a crossover. I want to, you know, talk some pregame stuff. I want to talk about your career as a broadcaster because I think it's very cool. I think it's inspirational. And like I said, I think uh, a lot of you will find that enjoyable. Here's the thing though. It, this is going to be a little of an unorthodox interview. If you, if you will, because uh, Erica was actually traveling when I reached out to her, her flight got delayed. So 
she said this. She said, send me the questions and I will answer it in a video and send it to you. So uh, this interview was not conducted live. It's basically Erica speaking to the camera. And like I said, guys, it's just um, it's an unorthodox interview, but still very informative. And I'm glad that she took the time to do that because she is very busy. She got in real late last night, but she still took the time to uh, sit down, do that video. So once again, thank you to Erica for for doing that. Uh, the, the pleasure is always mine. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview. But before we bring Erica in, it is time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana, cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite flavors. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, yes, Puffs included, uh, and they are low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They have flavors like mint brownie. Coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think they uh, have a good flavor, they're definitely going to make it. So I don't know how they do it, but somehow, some way, they always make the flavors good, delicious, and enjoyable. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, you will get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.net. So funny doing a bet online uh, live read just because I got back from Vegas and there was sports betting everywhere. Like the, in my hotel room, they had like huge flat screen TVs and they had like 30 games on at once. And there was just this huge lounge where you could just sit back and watch the sports game. Uh, I watched it. I didn't place any bets on any teams, but still, it was a very enjoyable experience. So I highly recommend going to Vegas because it makes the atmosphere that much more enjoyable. So football might be over the season, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best sport for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, it's time to talk to Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken and also the color commentator for tonight's game uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. So, Erica, take it away, my friend. Hey, Locked On Devils fans, Eric Lindsay Ayala here. I am the host of Locked On Kraken. And, of course, Trey Matthews and I have done crossovers before. I like to call them squad casts over on Locked On Kraken. But I'm coming to you today in a video message. Trey and I couldn't be on together. I had some travel delays, but I'm here in Newark. I'm representing Black Rosie. More on that in a little bit. But... For those who maybe don't know and haven't heard our crossover episodes before, again, my name is Erica. I will be serving as the radio analyst for today's game as the New Jersey Devils take on the Colorado Avalanche. The play-by-play will be Kelly Schultz. We've been invited by the Devils to call the game as part of their gender equality celebration, which I'm very excited about. 
Both Kelly and I call games for the Premier Hockey Federation. That is the professional women's league here in the United States and Canada by way of Toronto, and they'll expand to Montreal next season. I've been calling games in the PHF since 2017. I've been covering the league since 2016. So I am the longest tenured analyst on the radio waves or on ESPN plus these days for the premier hockey federation. I've called games uh, for the Connecticut whale for the Boston pride and for the riveters, including at the championship game when they won right at Barnabas health hockey house in 2018. So the games, as I mentioned are on ESPN plus and actually the premier hockey federation works with a broadcast company in Florida. So we're calling games remotely. We've been doing that for the past two seasons. We used to call them in arena. So I was calling games in arena at Barnabas in arena at warrior. A lot of the PHF teams play at NHL practice facilities, Um, but it's pretty cool to have a full production. It's amazing to see how much the league has grown and to have our product on ESPN plus and the championship will be on ESPN two later this month. And um, you might see me involved in some things. I can't say too much right now, but it's been amazing to see how ESPN plus has embraced the national women's hockey league, or I should say what used to be the national women's hockey league and is now the premier hockey federation. Um, So far the season's going pretty well. There are four original teams, or as I like to call them, the founding four teams of the NWHL now the premier hockey federation and that is the Connecticut whale the Boston pride the metropolitan riveters and the Buffalo Buttes the Boston pride won in the first season and they are the most recent champions in the second season the Buffalo Buttes took home a title in the third season the riveters took home the title we've had an expansion to Minnesota they won in season four, the only founding four team to not win a championship is right now in second place and has a 10 game win streak. And that is the Connecticut whale captain. Now Shannon Turner used to go by Shannon Doyle has been such a mainstay for this Connecticut whale team. And they're looking for that number one spot, but they're going to have to contend with the Toronto six, the most recent expansion team playing out of Toronto, coached by Mark Jocelyn and Hockey Hall of Famer Angela James. I mentioned the Minnesota Whitecaps. It's been kind of a slow start for them as they really just haven't been able to get their strategy, their game strategy down. I quite honestly think they're being outcoached by some of the other teams. So that being said, The Riveters are a team that have lost a handful of one-goal games. The Buffalo Buttes are a team that, although they're at the bottom of the standings, and I know Trey has called some Buffalo Buttes games in the preseason, even though they are a scrappy team, they can keep some of the teams at the top of the table in close, tight games. So truly, it's anyone's game, but I think... uh, team to watch out for for sure is the Connecticut whale as they seem to be peaking at the right time that being said I know that you just got an OT winner by Dougie Hamilton just the other night on Sunday well let me tell you 
just next door, the captain, Madison Packer, for the Riveters. She was able to get an OT winner as well. A nasty backhander beating Katie Burt, who up until that point was riding two consecutive games, shut out, no goals, and it was Madison Packer that was able to get it done. I was on the call. You can check that out on social media. That was probably one of my more exciting calls from this season, being able to be the analyst on that call. It was an absolutely filthy, filthy goal. I've seen Madison Packer score a bunch of those, though. So it's always exciting to see her play. She's been with the Riveters all seven seasons of the franchise Again, one in season three. There was no season five championship because of COVID. And as I mentioned, the Boston Pride won in season six. So how has my preparation been for the New Jersey Devils game? Well, I'll be quite honest. It was tough because I was calling PHF games. For those who may not know, I also was covering the Olympics. I covered the men's and women's hockey tournaments there. So it's been nonstop for me. The way that this came together was that Catherine Bogart, I understand, was uh, giving some names of women who were in the game. Like I said, this is my sixth season calling Premier Hockey Federation games or used to be the NWHL. And so I'm just really thankful that my name got brought up and then a few other people from the Devils organization uh, contacted me. It came together about a week after I got back from Beijing, China. So it happened pretty fast, pretty quick, but I'm glad it did. This will be my first time calling a national hockey league game. I'll be calling it on the radio again with Kelly Schultz. I'm so excited. I think the important thing, especially when you're an analyst is to try and find some of the storylines. We know that this is going to be a special game because it's gender equality. It's the gender equality game. But I know that there was a big win, as I mentioned in overtime. I already kind of talked about the connection between the Devils and the Riveters and that overtime win, back-to-back -back overtime wins at The Rock and Prue, uh, or I should say at The Rock and then at Barnabas. So things like that. You can expect me to bring up, I know that after the Riveters won their championship in 2018, the banner reveal actually happened at The Rock, and now that banner hangs in uh, Barnabas. So things like that I'll probably be bringing up. I've also had an opportunity to call women's hockey games with the legend herself, Sherry Ross. For those who don't know, Sherry Ross was the first full-time play-by-play radio announcer. And where was she announcing games? That's right, for the New Jersey Devils. I remember walking through Barnabas. It's right over here because I'm in my hotel. Walking through Barnabas with my eyes wide open. I'm brand new to hockey and I'm getting to work a practice before a game with a legend, Sherry Ross. And she, I was like, Sherry, I, I want to know your advice. I had already been calling games um, and doing some rinkside reporting, but I went to Sherry and I was like, I want to know what you know. And she's like, I want to know what you know. You obviously know the players, you know, this league, I'm learning about this league. And she really made sure to give me the confidence uh, to continue doing what I was doing. And I never forgot that. And so to kind of be able to share a little piece of history with Sherry Ross is extremely special to me. Sherry Ross has been extremely special. So 
Uh, the Devils organization, I've actually had some pretty deep connections to the Devils by way of women's hockey and women in hockey. So for them to tap me for this radio broadcast, their first all-woman broadcast on their digital media is so critically important. I'm so thankful for all of the people who encouraged me along the way. And who knows what happens after this, but we'll start with the Devils and see what happens from there. And so when we're thinking about how to get more women and people of color involved, I think it happens in, with things like this. If it weren't for someone who was asked to do commentary for women's hockey but didn't feel comfortable doing it and they recommended me, if I hadn't been recommended and plucked from being a journalist to come into the booth, then this wouldn't have happened. I'm actually the first and only black person period, to ever call games in this women's hockey league. I'm also Latina, so I'm the first Black Latina to call games. And I think that's kind of cool. I didn't seek to make history, but what I want to make sure is that I'm not the last. We have to make sure that we continue to, when we see someone that wants to learn what we do in hockey or who wants to learn the game, we have to keep inviting people. But then also when we see someone that has potential, maybe they're calling games in another sport. Maybe they just have a really good eye. And even if they're watching games as a fan, they can break things down. You have to encourage people and sometimes get them to work outside of their comfort zone. Trey and I have talked a lot about his mentor, who is someone obviously that I cover at over at Locked on Kraken, Everett Fitzhugh. So having those kinds of exchanges, I think is how we get more black women. Hello, Black Rosie. Let's go. I think that's how we get more black women. I think that's how we get more melanated people. I think that's how we get more people that identify in all kinds of ways. And I think that's the way that we do it is by looking outside of our network and not assuming that hockey has to look and sound a certain way. If you've got the energy, if you've got the passion, and if you know how to encourage people to do and refine their natural skill, I think that will continue to broaden where hockey can go and elevate it. It's already a fun and fast and exciting sport. And now we need to get fun and fast and energetic voices in the sport and that's hopefully where I come in but I'll let you be the judge find me and Kelly Schultz on the radio broadcast call as the New Jersey Devils take on the Colorado Avalanche the Avalanche of course will be coming off of a back-to-back -back. the Devils coming off of that overtime win so I think it's going to be a good one I give you a few of my stories that I'll probably sprinkle into the broadcast, but I've got plenty more, plenty of players to watch. Obviously, we know the Hughes brother, brothers. Another connection there, Maddie Beneers, Luke Hughes, Big Ten. They got it done against Michigan State. What's it going to look like as they go up against a Notre Dame team that, remember, swept them at the close of the regular season. Oh yeah, I talk college hockey too. Let's get it going. I'm so thankful. I'm so honored. I'm so proud of Kelly Schultz, also who you're going to hear on the broadcast. Tomorrow, or I guess today, is going to be fantastic. Thank you so much, Trey, for inviting me on. I'm sorry that the timing couldn't work where we could riff, but hopefully I gave you and your fans a little bit of an insight on my background what you can expect from me on the call. And like I said, I hope you, you tune in and let's just have some fun. 
That's what I like to do. That's I like to bring energy and fun to the broadcast, and I hope you enjoy. Once again, special thanks to Erica Ayala, host of Locked on Kraken, for taking the time to do this crossover and slash interview and basically provide you guys her background experience as a broadcaster and also give you some insight for tonight's matchup between the Devils and the Avalanche. I'll definitely be listening, and I advise you all to listen to it and just support my colleague. She has worked very hard, and she is a great uh, role model, a great advocate in the sport of hockey. Very proud to see how far she has come along. And um, uh, also check her out uh, on ESPN Plus as she does call a few PHF games. That's the Professional Women's Hockey League. So, uh, like I said, looking forward to tonight's matchup. And uh, hopefully the Devils can give her a win and something to actually talk about. But we'll see what happens. But as for today's episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Once again, thanks for listening.